Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Derek uh, Weller. He is the director of Guelph Food Innovation Center. Uh, hi, Derek. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hello, Salman. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, perfect. Um, uh, I'm excited for this particular interview and learning more about yourself and your background. Uh, can you share your professional and personal background? Sure. Um, so I have kind of an unusual uh, career trajectory. I started off as a uh, as a chef, actually. So I did a um, apprenticeship when I was uh, when I graduated high school, and worked in culinary for about 15 years. So I worked at um, restaurants, mostly at the fine dining level, and then. Somewhere um, just before uh, the year 2000, I had made the decision to um, to come to school for food science, and so that coincided conveniently with the, the birth of my my daughter, and so I came back to the University of Guelph and did a uh, undergraduate degree in food science, and then I've been working in that space ever since. So I've worked with a number of CPG companies, uh, so consumer packaged goods companies, food manufacturers. I've worked with some uh, QSR companies, uh, Young Foods Canada, as well as uh, Loblaws. And then that was my last role before transitioning into my current role here at the university with the Gulf Food Innovation Center in the Department of Food Science. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about Gulf Food Innovation Center and um, what kind of services you provide? Absolutely. Yeah, so the Guelph Food Innovation Center is a subset of the Department of Food Science, and our role is really to interact as a bridge between the research done here in the department and the needs of the Canadian food industry. So we work with small companies um, as well as large companies, so everything ranging from like a pre-revenue startup company all the way up to large um, national and international food companies to develop new food products, to test them. Uh, We do analysis, we do shelf life studies, um, and we also have three pilot plants here. So we have one general pilot plant where people can come in and actually manufacture sauces and and that sort of thing. We also have a certified dairy here. So one of our pilot plants is a dairy facility. It's licensed by OMAFRA, and that means that companies can come here and make milk, cheese, ice cream, um, all sorts of things, and actually be able to sell it here in Canada. So in that respect, we we kind of operate as a stepping stone for entrepreneurs who maybe aren't big enough to get into a large co-packer or co-manufacturing arrangement. They can come here, start making their food, start selling it, and then once they have enough revenues, they can you know then start investing in their own facility or partnering with someone else. Mm-hmm. So how, how big is the facility? Oh, so um, in, in, in square feet? <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head. Um, several thousand square feet for sure. Um, we have uh, our general pilot plant. We have two labs. We have a uh, dairy pilot plant. And then we also have sort of a, an alternative processing plant where we have high-pressure processing, freeze-drying, and retorting, and that sort of thing. So... You know, within our walls, we can we can perform a lot of the same activity that the food industry does, 
just at a much smaller scale. And that means that we can be really responsive to our clients. The majority of what we do is R&D. So companies would come to us with an idea or with um, you know, maybe one of their first early prototypes, and we would take that and then develop it into a new food product, depending on what their needs are. So we do a lot of work in the ice cream space, and um, you know, at any given time, we are working on you know, about a dozen projects, and you know, typically five or six of those would be different types of ice cream. So a big part of my job is eating ice cream every day. <laughs> so this is located uh, at the University of Guelph campus. Yeah, exactly. So we are on the corner of Gordon and McGilvery. So right where the uh, food science department is, it used to be known as the the dairy building, but we've been the food science department for about 25 years now. And um, we are the building that are attached right to the back of it. And so all of that space in there is is partially faculty offices, and then um, we take up a big chunk of it as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, how many uh, food ventures are currently uh, using the facility? Well, so the way that we work is we're divided into really three separate categories. So as I said, we usually have about a dozen different companies working with us in our R&D at any given time. And then we have a whole host of different companies that will come in and actually rent the various pilot plants and those are usually you know one or two day uh, affairs and they'll come back you know once every couple weeks or once a month to come and manufacture their tomato sauce or their hot sauce or an ice cream product uh, depending on what the case might be and then we have a whole uh, a whole another host of companies that are doing long-term shelf life tests with us or very short-term um, analysis or doing nutrition facts tables and that sort of thing so we stay very busy we always have a lot of things going on at once Mm -hmm. And um, can you talk about the R&D that's currently happening? Uh, what kind of R&D is going on and what kind of R&D services you have? Uh, to, to a degree, I can. So everything that we do with companies is uh, strictly confidential. So I can't get into any kind of details. Um, but, uh, you know, as I said, at any given time, we would be working on anything ranging from um, lots of vegan or dairy alternative type products, as well as dairy products. We also work on lots of things like bars and high protein uh, baked goods and um, confectionery, um, all sorts of things. Like basically anything, we don't work a lot in the meat space um, and we don't work a whole lot in bakery, but outside that we, we can really do pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. That's for private companies. It's also for student projects, and it's also for um, research that's being done here at the university as well, uh, as well as other educational institutions. We've had lots of companies come to us, and you know they might need us to make um, sample units for the research that they're doing, either for sensory or for um, feeding trials and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing food science must be like a major program at the University of Guelph. If there is so much innovation happening in the area of food. Yes, absolutely. Um, more and more. The University of Guelph is actually ranked, I believe, in the top five universities globally for food science. And that is a lot to do with the research that gets done by our faculty. Um, and, you know, increasingly, GFIC is trying to make sure that we also have all of the applied activity that um, is increasingly important 
for companies and countries to be effective and competitive in the food system. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, so uh, you have uh, at University of Guelph, uh, you have a food development course where you have some collaboration between the companies and the students. So can you talk about what kind of projects and collaborations are happening? Yeah, absolutely. So that uh, course is, is sort of the other part of my role. Um, I teach and do it with two other professors. Um, and, and, and what it is, it's a two-semester course where we bring together food science students as well as uh, students from, from marketing. And we create these multidisciplinary groups. And, you know, occasionally we'll have other students that will come in from finance or from engineering, all sorts of other disciplines. But largely it's food science and marketing. And we um, form teams out of them. And those teams get paired up with companies who put together challenges for the students. And so they would then work on that challenge for really the entire year, two semesters. Um, We've had companies um, such as Dare Foods. We've had companies that are also, you know, much smaller than their foods come to us. And we've worked on all sorts of things. So this year, a lot of the, the, the projects that we're working on are in the baked area. But in the past, we've worked on things like shelf-stable bubble teas and um, vegan chicken burgers for a QSR company, all sorts of things. And the students take those challenges and they go really from the very beginning out of the concept of an idea doing market studies, determining who the target consumer is going to be, what their needs are, and then developing products to meet those needs. And they really take it right just from a very early idea all the way to a finished project, uh, finished product that they would showcase at the end of the year. It's a very good hands-on learning experience for students and for companies. It's a really good way for them to, you know, understand how, um, you know, a a fresh batch of of students um, in oftentimes their own target market age group, how they would attack the kind of projects that they they would, you know, be looking at on the horizon. So we try not to get companies that are working on mission critical things, more on the more exciting um, edge, the, 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 the blue sky thinking sort of edge of new ideas so that the students have something that's truly new and interesting they can work on. And it's a program that's been running for about 10 years and it works out really, really well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's interesting, um, and uh, you also mentioned that uh, you have a, a project where um, students, I believe, convert seed to sauce. Uh, can you talk more about that? Yeah, that's a that's a project that we started last year. So um, it, it started out we were working with the uh, Guelph Center for Urban Organic Farming, and so um, that was with. Um, Martha Gay Scott and uh, Aaron Poole at the uh, GCUOF. They, so we have a, a full organic farm here on campus. Um, they were growing a number of chilies and we thought, okay, well, here's a really good opportunity to let food science students actually get their hands on what this whole process would look like. So we interacted with them, uh, grew the peppers, harvested them, brought them here, designed the, 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 the hot sauce, right from um, the idea all the way to the manufacturing process. Students designed the formula, they designed the label, they came up with the, um, 
all of the messaging and all of the regulatory labeling, and then eventually actually made it here in our pilot plant one, and then it was on sale. So we are just gearing up right now for our second iteration of this. We're going to be making it actually in two days from now. And the only difference here is that um, because of some changes at the organic farm, our students actually grew them from seed this year. So we took one step um, further back, started with the seeds, grew them right from little seedlings up to full plants, harvested them, and then um, same thing, has designed a, a brand new sauce this year. And the name of that product is called Cannon Fire, named after um, there's a, a cannon here at the center of the University of Guelph. It's an old naval cannon they call Old Jeremiah. And so we just thought it was a nice um, little play on, on, on one of our unofficial mascots. Mm -hmm. That's uh, interesting. And um, you, you are involved in the uh, CL or Innovation Contest, if I pronounce that correctly. Uh, can you talk about that? Of course, yeah. So CL is a... Uh, a, a food and trade show. It uh, happens in France, in Quebec, as well as in Toronto here. And so for the second year in a row, I've been on their um, judging panel. So they're, I think they call it a jury. And so we get to investigate any of the submissions that were put forth as the newest product innovation of the year. And so they would invite not just myself, but a whole host of other uh, food professionals, ranging from nutritionists to people that are in the retail space. Um, and that is actually, the, the chairwoman of that is actually uh, Dana McCauley, who is also here at the university and works in the research and innovation office. So uh, any of the companies that are involved with CL that put their products forward, we um, essentially um, take a look at them all, we taste them all, and then we make decisions in terms of uh, which ones should be awarded the highest honors. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are the prizes for the winners? Uh, <laughs> I, I think that the prizes for the winners are, is largely the, um, the recognition that comes along with being named um, the, the, the top prize. Uh, I'm not sure if there's actually a financial or any other kind of uh, reimbursement. Um, I'm really involved with the judging part of it, not so much the, uh, the, the, the ceremonial part of it afterwards. But I, I'm pretty sure it's just really about you know, being recognized and getting all of that great press coverage that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. so, that's pretty valuable, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so your transition from uh, chef to food scientist, um, tell us about this transition. What motivated you to make this change and uh, did you have to go through any specific uh, education I believe I guess you, uh, you, I guess you mentioned that in your background but what kind of education did you need to uh, make this transition yeah sure so uh, quite a lot actually um, I've, I've always been involved with food um, I think that I started working in restaurants when I was about 15 and uh, here I am, you know, 30 years later, <laughs> still working in food. Um, so uh, when I was uh, looking at, at graduating high school and you know, thinking about the kind of careers that I might get into, I didn't really know that a lot of the food disciplines that exist uh, were even out there. 
And so the most obvious one for me was to become a chef. And that's what I did, and I loved it and uh, did it for many years. When I went to chef school, um, you know, there is some food science elements to what they teach. And I found myself being really, really interested in it. I'd always really liked science anyway. Um, and so um, I think I gravitated to those sorts of things in chef school. After working in the food industry for a while, I started to realize that there was actually a discipline that was food science um, in and of itself. Um, because I think that for most people of that age, you know, you would really have no idea what goes into manufacturing of food. Or aware a little bit more nowadays with things like, um, you know, the TV show Food Factory, and there's just so much more culture around food, but that was not the case uh, back then. So, um, yeah, I, at some point I made the decision, um, and, and, and not in some small part because of my first daughter being born. You know, the life of a chef is pretty busy. You're always working when other people want to be having, you know, holidays and Mother's Days and vacations and uh, late nights and that sort of thing. So I was looking for a career change that was going to be a little bit more professional and uh, be a little bit more conducive to family life. So after doing some looking around, I settled on food science. I had to do quite a lot of um, upgrades um, because I hadn't planned on, you know, planned on being a chef. I didn't plan on being uh, an academic. So I did have to go back and do some some schooling just to get into the program. And then once I was in the program, I had still another four years of my undergrad to do before I was uh, I was graduated. So it was a pretty long road, but it's been an incredibly fun and um, rewarding and really uh, fulfilling uh, road. So, so when you were doing this program, were you also working as a chef and doing uh, this program? Yeah, I uh, so certainly in the first couple of years I was, and then um, you know, as I became more comfortable and started to get to know a few more people in the industry, I slowly started transitioning. Um, first, by working with uh, one of the faculty members here in the department, who has since now become the chair of the department, as well as I started doing some consulting with smaller companies. So I kind of split my time between department, between working in academia, publishing, and working with small companies, helping them out with, you know, sensory projects or, um, or R&D. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty smooth and natural transition. Every once in a while, I still have friends that are uh, still chefs. And every once in a while, I'll still go and work in a restaurant with them for a special event or a charity event. And I still really like it. I still really miss the uh, the action and the activity that comes along with a professional kitchen. But it's not something I do every day now. Mm -hmm. um, so th this particular year has been an interesting year. Um, it's It's been very different uh, than the previous years. Um, how do you think the food industry has been uh, affected and the food businesses have been affected? Wow, yeah, massively. Um, and the, the terrible thing about it is, is that there's some companies that um, are really, you know, will be fighting for their life. Um, and there I'm thinking about, you know, people in the food service industry. So um, restaurants, uh, caterers, anything that requires, you know, to be in a location, those are the companies that are, are, are really struggling right now because you know of all of the obvious social distancing and limitations on getting people together. There's no conferences. There's you know all of these things that used to happen um, 
Christmas party season. Uh, and none of that is going to be happening, I wouldn't imagine. So you know, these companies are going to be struck very, very hard. Other companies, uh, companies in the packaged food world, um, some of them are doing remarkably well. Companies that are focusing on, um, you know, in-home meal kits, companies that are focused on uh, packaged goods or delivery, companies that were able to scale themselves and do takeout or um, somehow pivot their business to cater to a, a COVID and eventually post-COVID world. Um, you know, in some cases, it's the it's this environment that has made them actually be successful when they might not otherwise have been. So it, is, it really is a big split out there between uh, companies that are really struggling and other companies that um, obviously uh, no one wanted this, but as a result of, of, of the new normal, um, have, have seen a lot of fortune out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess um, you know it's it's been it's it's been a different and difficult year, and uh, but hopefully hopefully things will uh, go back to normal. Yeah, I think that some things are going to go back to normal, and then some other things are going to be permanently um, permanently changed. I guess, I guess, yeah, these are the times we live in. So, I guess we have to, we might have to adapt and survive. Um, well, Derek, it has been very nice speaking with you and learning about yourself and also about Guelph Food Innovation Center. So, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, welcome. Uh, you want to share your website? Uh, how can people find you? Sure. So they can find us through um, the University of Guelph Food Science website. Um, so we're posted on there. And we also have the website uh, guelphfoodinnovation.ca. And there they can find um, a lot of more information about the services we offer. All right. Perfect. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a chance to learn about Guelph Food Innovation Center. And if you would like to uh, use your fac- facilities or services, feel free to contact them. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.